0: The Nugent Report, the science behind health and nutrition. Welcome to this episode of The Nugent Report, a definitive source for objective information on health and nutrition, featuring Dr. Steve Nugent, the renowned psychologist, author, public speaker, and expert on science, health, wellness, and nutrition. Be sure to visit our website at drnugent.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Nugent Report. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Nugent Report. I'm Dr. Steve Nugent. Natural, organic, semi-synthetic, synthetic, synthetic. what does it all mean? You could be surprised to know that organic doesn't actually mean safer, more nutritious, or chemical-free. You may also be surprised to know that not all things that are natural are organic. Are you confused yet? Stay with me, my friends. It will become very clear very soon. Most of my audiences around the world have heard me speak about the dangers of thinking in absolutes. Here are some examples of why absolutism is a problem, particularly in science. The majority of people surveyed around the world believe that If it comes from a plant, it's always healthier. Natural always works better than synthetic, and that synthetics are always bad for you. All of those assumptions are false. I know. Some of you right now are having what I call, yeah, but moments. You're thinking, yeah, but so-and-so said, well, yeah, but I heard that, or yeah, but, My favorite guru says, hey, control the yeah, but moments, please, just for a few minutes. We're going to talk about the objective scientific facts involved in those definitions I've just mentioned. The scientific definitions and commonly used marketing definitions are often very different. My purpose in this piece is to give you a clear understanding Of what each of those categories means so you can make the best possible choices for your personal health program. Let's start with life on planet earth. Nobody is sure what life might be like on other planets, but life on planet earth is all carbon based. Everything that is alive or ever was alive contains carbon molecules. One definition of organic, of course, is living organisms. But a more accurate scientific definition of organic would be anything that contains carbon molecules. Now, someone's going to say, but but wait, fossil fuels contain carbon molecules. Well, keep in mind that fossil fuels were once plant material. The common misconception from marketing is that Dinosaurs were the source of today's fossil fuels, but that's not only incorrect, it doesn't even make sense. There were never enough dinosaurs to decompose into the enormous level of fossil fuels on our planet today. Well, all fossil fuels do contain carbon, and yes, that does in a very technical sense, fit the definition of organic, but, but realistically, no one's going to use that definition when we talk about fossil fuels. People all over the world have come to believe that the marketing definition of organic, natural, and synthetic are all correct. The common marketing definition of organic is that it's either plant or animal, which has been raised without pesticides, hormones, etc. The implication then is that the word organic means safer and cleaner. People also believe that it's more nutritious. Now, theoretically, if plants and animals are fed properly, they should end up being more nutritious, but that's not a guarantee by the use of the word organic. For many years, There were several U.S. states that had their own definition of the word organic, and each one was slightly different than the other. Finally, the U.S. Department of Agriculture established their definition, and I'm going to quote it. Quote, Produce can be called organic if it is certified to have been grown on soil that had no prohibited substances applied for three years prior to harvest. Prohibited substances include most synthetic fertilizers and pesticides. In the instances when a grower has to use a synthetic substance to achieve a specific purpose, the substance must first be approved according to criteria that examine its effect on human health and the environment, close quote. Now that doesn't exactly sound like what you thought organic meant, does it? Hmm. Understand my friends, this definition does not specify that there must be a guarantee that no prohibited substances such as pesticides are present on the produce you buy. Because there is no possibility of making that guarantee on planet Earth. When you buy something labeled organic, there is a measure of faith involved. Since planet Earth is a closed ecosystem, and since you can find farm pesticides in the snow and the ice at the North Pole, as well as in the fatty tissues of penguins at the South Pole, this suggests that there is no place on planet Earth that cannot be potentially exposed to farm pesticides and other toxins. How did farm pesticides get to the north and south poles, you may ask? Obviously, the poles are thousands of miles, or kilometers, from the nearest farm. Various chemical toxins, such as pesticides, are carried in weather systems, which are moving around the planet 24 hours a day. Often, pesticides and other chemicals are carried in water currents, freshwater and saltwater around the world. And yes, in case you're wondering, I do choose organic food wherever possible. I'll give you more details on that later, but first let's talk about natural. Well, almost everyone immediately says that they want a natural product. I agree, I do too. Whenever possible, I want to consume natural products and recommend natural products. Natural and organic, however, are not the same thing. Animals that have been injected with hormones or antibiotics and possibly given feed that may have contained pesticides are still natural. Toxic metals like arsenic, cadmium, and lead are all natural, even crude oil is natural. All minerals are natural. There's no such thing as a synthetic mineral. Minerals, however, are not organic. (laughs) I personally use and frequently recommend natural minerals in the form of amino acid chelates. Not all chelates are the same, however, and some are extremely effective, whereas others have very low efficacy rates. For my personal health, I select chelates for practical as well as scientific reasons. Many people who consume the modern diet are getting insufficient levels of minerals. This is potentially a health concern. Minerals are essential not only for your health, but for your life. Plant materials generally have insufficient minerals by weight to be reasonable supplies for everyone's mineral dietary requirement. This could, as an example, require 10 or more tablets of pure plant material to be equal to one tablet of the same size made of natural chelates. Dietary realities dictate the necessity for using more efficient chelates versus plant source. As an example, Approximately 90% of the U.S. population gets insufficient levels of potassium every day. Potassium is vital to heart health. Depending on which studies you read, you may see between 50% and up to 70% of people that are getting insufficient magnesium. The modern diet is providing only about 50% of the bare minimum requirement for daily magnesium. Depending on the circumstances, the net effect can certainly be higher than 50%. Magnesium is responsible for hundreds of vital functions in the body and is in fact essential to your life. Currently, the best science available shows us that bisglycinates, and I'll explain that in more detail in a different podcast, are the best absorbed and utilized mineral forms currently available. As I like to say, science marches on. So who knows what the future will bring? But for now, bisglycinate chelates are the most efficient way to get your minerals. Bisglycinate chelates are definitely safe as they are made from naturally occurring minerals and natural amino acids, no, They're not plant food. They are, however, absorbed at astonishing levels. Your digestive tract loves an amino acid called glycine. And when combining two glycine molecules together, it's then called a bisglycinate. One example of absorption that I will no doubt refer to in other podcasts would be zinc gluconate versus zinc bisglycinate. Zinc has been in the news a great deal, and the most common form out there is gluconate. However, the latest science shows us that zinc in the form of bisglycinate absorbs approximately 44% better than gluconate. Natural? Yes. Safe? Yes. Well absorbed and utilized? Yes. Yes. Another example of synthetic being safe and effective, in fact, more effective than its counterpart, would be synthetic vitamin B9. Vitamin B9 in all of its various forms is often collectively referred to as folate. Some writers will be very specific and denote folate as the form of vitamin B9 as the naturally occurring form found in plant materials. This, by the way, would be the most accurate description. However, keep in mind that some articles you read will use the word folate and folic acid interchangeably. The European Union regulations, as an example, require that vitamin B9 always be listed as folic acid on the label regardless of its source. Every country is different So this can indeed get confusing. Studies have proven conclusively that folic acid, which is a synthetic form of folate, prevents neural tube defects. It's obviously well-absorbed, safe, and effective. Some comparative studies have shown that folate from diet was not effective in preventing neural tube defects, or NTDs, whereas folic acid in the same study was effective. Just so you know, NTDs include things like spina bifida and anencephaly. I often talk about variables, and it's certainly possible that folate from food does work effectively, but that the pregnant women in the study were not consuming sufficient levels of it from food, or perhaps they possessed a defective gene. Regardless, synthetic folic acid is safe and effective, and that's why you find it in prenatal vitamins. There's also the issue of methylation and the new science on a particular gene defect that prevents people from converting folate from plants to its active form in the blood. Those individuals need to use a form of folic acid which is already methylated. There's a reduced form of folate containing 5-methyl-THF, also known as methylfolate, used by some dietary supplement manufacturers, which can be absorbed even by individuals with specific methylation gene defects. Folic acid merits its own podcast, so it's enough detail on folic acid for now. Remember, my friends, my goal is always to bring you the best recommendations based on the most objective scientific material that results in the safest and most effective health support. I have no bias towards forms or philosophy. The only thing that counts is getting the safest and most effective supplements into your body, and we do that through objective scientific analysis. There's another category that you may never have heard of and it's called semi-synthetic. Semi-synthetic gets a little more complicated. We'll try and make this simple, however. If you start with two naturally occurring substances and semi-synthesize them, you have created a new structure The new structure would be called a semi-synthetic, even though you're using two natural substances in this example. But what you've done is you've created a new structure, which is different than its natural form. When it comes to food on your plate, I try to choose organic whenever possible. And I also try to recommend it to everyone because even though it's not a guarantee that it will be the most nutritious and 100% free of toxin, you can be sure that it will be healthier than foods which do not meet organic standards. And remember, laws differ regarding the definition of organic under various legal jurisdictions around the world. To summarize, natural isn't always the best choice. Synthetics are not always bad. Organic doesn't technically mean what marketing people want you to think it means. You now have a basic understanding of natural, organic, synthetic, and semi-synthetic. As I always say, you can't make an informed decision unless you've been informed. I hope now that you are better equipped to select your food supplements. As the world changes and pressures increase, scientists continue to try and compensate and adapt to the changes. Science marches on. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Nugent urging you to stay safe, be sensible, and be objective. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Nugent Report. Visit our website at drnugent.com for more objective facts about health and nutrition and email your questions and feedback to info@drnugent.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Nugent Report. Stay informed. Get the facts with The Nugent Report.